It's interesting how I always find a way to help others. I think it's the blessings in my life. I think about my parents who are first immigrants to Canada and the struggles they went through and they never made us feel it. You know, they're raising four kids. They didn't have much and they never told us to stop. Welcome to Joyful Sundays, a podcast delivering weekly insights, inspiration, and tools to live a more conscious, connected, and intentionally meaningful life. Join us as we go into the minds of some of the world's most inspiring leaders to discover the keys to unlocking your best self. In the midst of a global pandemic, there has never been a more important time to reflect on how we want to emerge, what we value, who we are at our cores, and how we want to reflect those North Star values in the lives we build post a global crisis. I'm your host, Jody Kovitz. Today is the fourth episode of Joyful Sundays. I'm so excited to be speaking to the one and only Sangeeta Patel. Sangeeta is one of the most engaging media personalities in Canada. Audiences are drawn to her daily as an entertainment reporter for ET Canada, and she's also the host of HGTV's high-stakes show, Home to Win. Now, if you follow Sangeeta on social media, you will know that she loves fitness. She talks about CrossFit all the time, she believes in a healthy lifestyle, and uses her Fitness Tuesday to motivate others. Burning calories is a must because of her love of food and her weakness for pizza, cake, and who are we kidding, chocolate. George Clooney once even made her coffee. Sangeeta loves to laugh and her mantra is, smile and surround yourself with positive energy. I'm so delighted to have you with me today. How are you? I'm good. It's good to hear your voice. It's so good to hear yours. So we actually are, I can't believe, three months into this. Before we dive into the questions I have for you today, I'd love to hear, how are you and your family doing? Uh, That's a very tricky question, Jody. And I think we all have our ups and downs. You mentioned three months. I can't believe it's been three months that we've been in isolation. But I feel like there's a schedule now. The kids are doing their online schooling. We're moving around in the house. I'm shooting my show from different rooms. Sam is working from home as well and going to the hospitals a few days. I think there's some regime now that we're kind of flowing a little bit more now. So I think there's a lot more positive right now than it was a few weeks ago. The weather is better. And so now we're getting out there and we're feeling much better. So happy to hear that. And I actually, I really relate to that. I think we're kind of more in the world in a collective acceptance that this is what we're going through and sort of makes it easier to get in flow. Tell me, how are your littles doing? Just diving in a little bit deeper. How do you perceive their mental health has been and baking, for example, in my house has become a massive outlet. Is that something that you're using to to help with that? They're doing fantastic. There's a silver lining when two sisters, and I don't know if you have a sister, Jody, but I, do. I have two sisters. You do. I do. I have a few sisters. Yes. So you know that bonding experience of having a sister, and I'm seeing that happen through this time of isolation. They are so close and they're comforting each other. They are being active together and there's a bond that I'm watching. And I, I travel a lot. So to be able to be 
still and watching them grow the way they are is absolutely amazing. So they've done really well. They know what's going on. They're a little bit older. They're 13 and 10. So it's not as much of me trying to figure out what to do with them. But we try to get really excited, trying new things, having fun. We do painting. We do games. We do. We just make stuff up as we go. My daughter's baking, but she has a project for school. I'm like, this is great. She started cooking. She made poutine today. So it's been great that way. Yeah, so it's wonderful to see the way they have grown. Knock on wood right now that that continues, but they found each other. And I think that that's been so wonderful. Well, I love hearing that lemonade perspective and attitude. It's actually one of the things I love most about getting to know you and watching you in terms of how you interact with the world. I think I believe we always have a choice in terms of our outlook. And you definitely demonstrate that. Speaking of that, I would love to ask you in terms of your own North Star value system, I call it, right? The things you hold most dear as guiding principles. I've noticed that mine has shifted and changed a lot, hugely actually from slowing my pace. And we lived at similar paces. How has it changed yours? It's a really good question, Jody. I think I've learned a great deal about who I am and what are my priorities. I recently started delivering hot meals to frontline workers, shelters, long-term care facilities. And it puts a whole new perspective on life. When you see people who are in lines at the kitchens, they're not just homeless people. It is people who are citizens who've been working paycheck to paycheck. And here they are coming to get food for their kids. And it just puts everything in perspective. I've grown as a person. I kind of figured out what the blessings are in my life. I have just thinking about one of the facilities I went to. It's very emotional for me and it's still very raw for me and I'm still doing it. So beautiful. By the way, I, you know, that was my next question. I love what you and Nav are doing. I'm blown away by it. I'm actually making a donation to your initiative today in your honor to thank you. you Tell us how (laughs) we can help because I I think the power of the tiny acts and all the tiny acts of being of service of every meal and how you share the numbers really adds up to making massive change. And I'd love to inspire people to get involved in what you're doing. So please tell us, how can we help? I know I love people asking how they can help. We're just being very safe in terms of how many people are in our environment. There's six of us who work together to make sure these meals are delivered. And it is so amazing to see how many people have stepped up to actually donate food. And so again, we just a small scale in Mississauga, Brampton. And now we went to Brantford, Scarborough. We're going to Toronto next week. So it's a beautiful thing. So what we say to people, if you want to help, you can donate food. Tell us anywhere that needs food as well, because we don't know all the shelters. The Peel Police has given us a list. So we go along with that list, donate to the Mississauga Food Bank or any food bank. The demand is so high right now. And I think we forget that even with shelters, so many women had to go to shelters dealing with the abuse at home. And that number has progressively gotten bigger. And it's sad to see what is happening right now. So it's all of that, making sure that you can give one way or another. And the thing is, for me and Nav, to be able to go there, it lifts your spirit. When they see Nav, they go crazy. It's super bad Nav. And even if it's for that 10 seconds of just smiling and hearing their conversation of what they're doing, it means it means the world to me to hear their stories. Well, I'm, I have shivers when you're talking. And what I love so much about what you share with him actually is this generosity of spirit, which is, I recently wrote a book. It's called Go Out of Your Way. It's all about this concept of if we're generous, we can actually help to move the dial in other people's lives. I actually had a moment with Nav. New Year's Eve, Lily and I were at the basketball game and we were extremely privileged to have the opportunity to go as guests of Air Canada, who is one of Move the Dial sponsors. And and Lily and I went up to Nav and she asked him if she could see the ring, if she could try it on. And he was so pure in his energy 
energy with her. And it reminds me very much of your energy, right? You're a very busy person and you say yes when people like me ask for support. So can you talk a little bit about your perspective on that generosity of spirit and just to inspire people to sort of incorporate it going out of their way into their lives more? It's interesting how I always find a way to help others. I think it's the blessings in my life. I think about my parents who are first immigrants to Canada and the struggles they went through and they never made us feel it. You know, they're raising four kids. They didn't have much and they never told us to stop. I went to university. I mean, I had to pay for my university. I had to do all that, but they, they were there to help me and support me to continue pushing me. And I think that's what is instilled in me since I was a kid is to just, if I can help in any way, let me try. And I never say my life is too busy. I don't use the word busy as much as I used to. Now I just say, you know, let's schedule, let's figure it out. Life is always hectic, but you just make it happen. Well, it's beautiful. And I'm so grateful for it. And you're really a role model to me and others who can sort of see what that is to to model that generosity of spirit and to be so open. And I think from my perspective, that's why your listeners and your community feel so connected to you because you actually connect with humans individually, whether we're at large or in that format. I'd love to hear a little bit about your perspective on mindfulness. I watch your Tuesday fitness regimen. You're strong. (laughs) You got your legs up the wall. Like I'm trying to get my ass into shape all over again, you know, um, and I'm on it and watching you talk a little bit about how did you start that? Like, where did that come from? The inspiration of it for you and your your path, which obviously is keeping your body strong, but obviously your heart and mind as well. And just share some thoughts with us on that. You know, everyone has a fitness journey and their reason why they do fitness. And for me, it was my, after my second child. It was a moment where I wasn't there mentally. I lost myself. You are redefining yourself as a mother. And I went through it again the second time around. And I realized, no, no, I can't go to that place. I cannot have anxiety. I don't want to go through this again. And I walked into a gym where there was weightlifting. And for that 40 minutes, it was just focusing on getting that bar up. That's all that mattered. And at that point, strength was really in my mind. It was that ability to do that. And I just fell in love with it because it gives me a chance to just be free. Nothing else. At that point, I'm trying to keep myself safe and trying to get that bar up. So it's so important to me that I continue doing that. It's like brushing my teeth now. Working out is something that's just part of my process. Do I love it all the time? No. But it's the idea that at that time, there's nothing else that matters. I put my phone away and it's focusing on what's in front of me. And I think that's the mindfulness for a lot of people is to find that one thing where you can just let your mind be free. Just have that moment for yourself. You don't have to think about anything. Just focus on one thing that's important to you. For me, that's what fitness is. And so I started Fitness Tuesday six years ago after someone told me, you love fitness. Why don't you share it? Because in the South Asian community, you're not taught to work out. You're not taught to take care of yourself. So yeah, it's just you. You're supposed to take care of the kids. You're supposed to take care of your husband. You're supposed to cook and you forget who you are. So I think that's the reason I started. And I didn't know there was a DM in Instagram where you get direct messages. Now you do. All the people DMing you. (laughs) (laughs) So all these messages messages about being inspired. But there was one story that really stuck to me when I first started Fitness Tuesday. And I didn't know her, but we together lost 20 pounds together. She didn't have anybody. And so we just went slowly. She just kept me posted. She goes, today I did this. I went for a walk. And and so slowly, you know, within eight months, she lost 20 pounds and she had four kids and she just felt good. And I think that's what inspired me to continue doing Fitness Tuesday after six years now. It's so beautiful. And I think that really speaks to the power of supporting
supporting one another and that sort of human to human connection, even though we're so disconnected with technology and frankly, in isolation. I mean, I was talking this week with my coach around the feeling of collective isolation that's happening in humanity and each of us individually. But that story really reminds me of the power of that one to one connection and sort of links back to that generosity. I mean, you answered her DMs right? Many people that get the volume of DMs you get don't, right? So that's a really beautiful um, point. How else do you cultivate mindfulness or connectedness to your own soul in your life? Do you have any other sort of daily practices or rituals or even anything new that's come out of COVID for you? For example, I've been meditating every day and didn't make space for it before, but I'll never go back to not. I started gratitude practices every morning. I felt, I think a lot of people have noise in their heads. And when you wake up in the morning, the first thing that comes this rushing of all that confusion and, and all that stuff that comes like, I have to do this, this, and this. And how does this person feel about me? Uh, maybe I'm not the greatest person. I'm such a failure. All that comes for me in the morning. I don't know if it, it's like that for everybody else, but the minute I wake up, I just feel this, Phew, I have to do all this. And so I started the practice practice of gratitude. So three things that I'm so thankful for in my life. And then I just kind of breathe through that. And then I go, okay, now I can start my day. And my first thing is always the blessings on my family and just knowing that they're my priority. Everything else comes second. And so I think that's what keeps me going. So that's been a great practice for me where I'm able to wake up happier and more positive. And it's been great for me. And it sounds like grounded as well. So in addition to your family and working out, what is something in your life that brings you great joy that our listeners would be surprised about? For me, it's um, sour cream and onion chips. Cake. Okay, cake. What kind of cake? I just want a straight up slab birthday cake. $17.99. I can eat a whole cake in one sitting. I just, I love cake. I, there's something about moist, good cake. I hate using the word moist, but <laughs> it's cake. But I mean, it's true. It's so right before you go, I know we have to wrap in a couple of minutes. I want to ask you a couple of questions that we crowdsource from the community that are sort of quick, fun, and rapid fire. The first was guilty pleasure snack. You already told me it was cake. <laughs> Unless there's another one. What facial care products do you absolutely Absolutely love that if you could tell your sisters you must have this product, what would that be? So all my life I've been using coconut oil and I use a clay mask. Just fundamental products. I so cheap, but it's a practice that I've used since I was a kid. Uh, putting coconut oil every week, once a week, all over my body, not just my face, but in my hair. I am literally coconut for one day. I put it on like at four o'clock in the evening when I get home or whenever it is, and then I leave it on until the next morning, take a shower and get rid of it. But yeah, I'm I just lather myself with coconut oil. It's, and a clay mask really helps with my face just cleaning up my pores. And I try to do that every two weeks. So, you know, there's so many great products out there, but it's almost you go to the foundation of what you're using and it just keep it organic. And, and that's what's going to cleanse your face, I think. And I drink a lot of water. I love that. How much water? Two liters a day. That's my target as well. Sometimes I'm good. Sometimes I'm not so good because I love coffee. Okay. Favorite city in the world to visit? Oh, favorite city in the world to visit. That's a really good question. So I've traveled every Everywhere. You know what? I went to Paris alone and I was there for two days. There was one time I was sitting in front of the Louvre and I was just having tea and it was just a beautiful moment. I sat there for six hours straight. I've never done that in my life. So I would have to say Paris was pretty amazing. I love Paris as well. It just makes me 
you dream of getting on an airplane um, at some point safe to do so. And your last two questions, favorite book or top, it's hard to say favorite, one of your top books that you would recommend as an inspiration to the Joyful Sundays community? There's so many, but the most recent one I read was Michelle Obama's book. And she's such an inspiration to me. So to be able to read about her story and how she's come to the top and she still continues to help people, I think she's a major inspiration in my life. So I think that because that's the most recent one, I would say Michelle Obama's uh, uh, biopic. Beautiful. I loved it as well. And to finish, greatest role model to you in your life? I have to say my mom. Yeah. We talk about our generation of our kids and the privileges they have compared to our generation. And, you know, I saw my mom work hard and the value of what that means. And I have to say, I learned that from her. Never to give up. Continue doing what you're doing. There is going to be pitfalls, but you keep going. And she just kept going. She had so many moments in her life. And she's just, I love her and everything she's done for me and for us. So beautiful. What's her name? Prabha. Beautiful. Well, I look forward to meeting her one day. I'm deeply grateful for the time and energy today. Uh, Is there a website for the initiative with NAV through which people can make a donation specifically or what's the best way? So if you're donating food, there is an email, but you can send the email to me if you'd like, uh, espatel at etanada.com. Or if you want to donate any funds, definitely go to Mississauga Food Banks. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being with us. I'll talk to you very soon. Thank you so much. One of the things that really strikes me in listening to Sangeeta is her generosity of spirit and the power of the nourishment that comes in giving to others. Hearing Sangeeta's story of how she decided to give to others during the pandemic and how that has helped her better understand who she is really inspires me. She talks about how she sees people who are in the lines at the kitchens and people who are homeless and really needing the food that is being provided by the community. I feel so privileged to never have lived that experience. And I think the story of Sangeeta channeling and lending her privilege is extremely powerful. I believe deeply that when we live with a generous heart and we think about how we can serve, we actually are in a position to become our best selves. When we live with a generous heart and spirit, not only are we repairing the world and making it a better place, but how she spoke about how much it filled her up and the experience that she had in terms of appreciating her own blessings and putting everything in perspective is really one we can take. And share with one another. So I encourage all of us to learn from Sangeeta and to really hold dear this concept of generosity of spirit and doing all that we individually can to repair the world. And sometimes I do believe that we underestimate the power of small actions, but it is really the ripple effect as a result of many small actions that we can make big change. Thank you for listening to Joyful Sundays the podcast where I have truly inspiring conversations about how to become your best self. If you like this episode, support us by subscribing, leaving a five-star rating and a comment. I'm your host, Jody Kovitz. See you next time on Joyful Sundays.